Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by Jesse Ryan. Jesse is the self-ordained chief sales guy and founder of High Road Human Capital, a veteran-owned diversity supplier. In addition to leading the company, Jesse's role is to seek out organizations that can truly benefit from their unique approach to solving HR and talent acquisition problems. After 20 years in the talent industry, Jesse is driven to educate on more efficient and cost-effective ways to approach hiring. Jesse is also another podcast host, and we're going to certainly offer a bit of lip service to that too, as it's one of my passions. Uh, Jesse, welcome to the show. Bill, thank you for having me. Uh, my pleasure. So beyond my wee introduction there, please tell our listeners a bit more about yourself, about your career background, and the why of founding High Road Human Capital. Yeah, uh, well, I'll try, I'll try and be brief because it's a bit of a long story. Um, High Road Human Capital uh, at present is uh, just about 19 months old. And uh, it's, it's a bit of a journey. So if I looked at High Road Human Capital, the last organization before that that I ran, Augment HR, and another organization before that, Banter, uh, that I co-founded, uh, if you look at the differences between services along that seven, eight-year period, not a lot of difference. The only real difference is this is the first organization that I have founded solely um, and still own 100% of the company. And um, since we opened our doors in November 2017, it's been a uh, it's been quite the trajectory, to say the least. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Now let's get into uh, some some key key issues that you guys help with. Firstly, in your opinion, what what is the biggest problem with successful corporate recruitment today? Yeah, that's that's an interesting question. There's a lot of culprits, I guess you could say. Uh, but no offense to the uh, the actors I'm going to name, but I'd say that the biggest impediment to successful corporate recruitment in North America is the hiring manager themselves. And, and I don't blame them. They, they have day jobs. They have a lot of conflicting priorities. They have a lot of other things to do. Hiring is probably what they do least on the day-to-day. And their, um, their knowledge and concept of the employment market at any one given time uh, is negligible at best. Uh, hiring managers are more or less predisposed to seeking immediate gratification when it comes to a new hire, and it's never fast enough for them. Um, and yet we're in the, the fight of our lives from a, from a talent perspective. We're in the tightest employment market in our professional lifetimes for many of us in our, in our actual lifetimes. And uh, that is lost on a lot of hiring managers to the point where at the end of an intake for a brand new role, we'll, um, we'll empathetically ask the hiring manager if they're aware of what the national unemployment rate is right now. And it kind of gives us a calibration of what we're in for over the life cycle of that hire. Um, and most of the times it's, it's not great uh, because a hiring manager will usually you know, look at the stock market or look at what they hear on the news and, and take that as a parallel to the job market. And, and these days and for the last few years, it couldn't be further from the truth. Now, if you don't mind, talk to me a little bit about uh, the benefits and pitfalls, potential pitfalls of outsourcing HR and recruitment services. Benefits and pitfalls. Well, benefits, particularly when you're using High Road, is we are genuinely an as-needed, when-needed 
uh, corporate recruitment team. So we can parachute in and uh, and be that corporate recruitment team strictly as needed when needed, or we can be an addition to your an existing team. So there's a benefit to that, particularly if you have highs and lows in your corporate hiring cycles. Maybe it's seasonal, uh, maybe it's acquisition centric, what have you. We're there when you need us, and when you don't, we literally go away, and there's no additional cost to you. So there's there's a definite benefit um, and, and, a, and a cost savings in that. Uh, in terms of uh, some of the downside to outsourcing, um, I think you really need to pay attention to what the delivery team looks like behind the scenes. Um, at High Road, we average 19.8 years of experience uh, with our 15-person team. And what I'm seeing in the market, uh, aside from High Road, is really just the opposite when you look at outsource recruitment teams. Uh, they tend to be very young, very inexperienced, and uh, that's indicative of, of low margins with some organizations. And you kind of get what you pay for uh, when it comes to a recruitment practitioner. If you hire somebody young, um, you're getting the inexperience that comes with it, the lack of uh, impact and influence when it comes to dealing with the business and dealing with hiring managers. And the opposite is uh, occurs when you have a, uh, a senior practitioner. They are able to impact and influence the outcome of any uh, recruitment life cycle at any one given time. Okay, so I, I can see certainly how uh, employing outsourced services like, like your own with, with such awesome experience is extremely helpful and, and, and could be um, extremely successful, successful when it comes to the talent attraction side of things. Now, mm -hmm. uh, some of our listeners today might be saying, um, but when it comes to people processes, some of those more traditional HR-related activities, there needs to be a degree of, uh, of uh, deep understanding of, of, a, of a company, its culture, and, and so on and so forth to help um, offer the advice and guidance there. What are some of those challenges for an outsourced uh, company when it comes to the, those HR services? Uh, and, and what's the process to really get to grips with the, the needs of, of a particular company? Well, Bill, I'm going to respectfully disagree. Um, again, uh, like the talent acquisition consultant with a, a pure HR consultant, again, you get what you pay for. Um, and, you know, all of the people that we're using are highly experienced independent contractors that uh, have been independent contractors for a long period of time. And no offense to a lot of HR consultants out there, but we find the vast majority of them are HR consultants because they're in between full-time permanent jobs. Uh, so kind of flash in the pan consultants as opposed to, you know, long-term experienced individuals and recruitment like HR, you know, I appreciate what you're saying about getting to know the culture and what have you. Um, as, as, as a talent professional, we really need a little bit of good information to be really um, dangerous when it comes to positive execution, HR and recruitment on both sides. Um, and if you're an experienced individual, you know the questions you need to ask your client to pull out uh, exactly what you need to be able to represent them in the best possible light. Okay. I, uh, I threw it out here and you batted it out of the park. What about that? Let's, uh, <laughs> let, let, let's just cover off then the, your, your five key areas where you do help companies. Um, sure. Briefly now, if you, don't, if you don't mind, we'll just, we'll take one at a time. And, and if you don't mind offering... Uh, a few lines on each to sort of summarize what some of those services look like. So uh, starting, away. awesome, starting with uh, re recruitment execution. 
Recruitment execution, um, really what we're referring to there is, is what I would call vanilla recruitment. So your classic quote unquote post and pray, throw up a posting um, and take it from, from really intake posting all the way to offer, uh, but really a traditional talent acquisition life cycle. Mind you, at High Road, um, it doesn't have to be the whole cycle. We can execute against any and all aspects. It might sound funny to you, Bill, but if you called us and asked us to do a single resume screen, because of our very unique activity-based pricing model, we can do that for you. Nobody's ever asked, but we can. We can quantify it and qualify it and bill you for a single resume screen. Okay, well, so it's not just uh, a bigger strategy there. It can be uh, individual projects as well. Well, strategy is another part of our practice. And when you say strategy, I would, um, I would say that's recruitment consulting. So we deal with organizations that generally, if I had to put a number to it, that's 75 to 100 employees, where maybe they've been bleeding staffing agency fees for a long time, their referral networks have tapped out, and they figured out that it's time to get serious about corporate recruitment. And what we can do is we can go into their organization and build that practice for them. And end to end, you can actually, I mean, you can refer to professionally as recruitment for dummies, but it's process, technology, tools, templates, everything that you possibly need to turn their corporate recruitment machine on and they're off to the races, right down to something as specific as a phone screen guide for a specific hiring manager for a specific role. Really granular, no stone left unturned. Okay, thank you. So you've covered off their recruitment execution and recruitment execution strategy. How How is that different to another offering that you have, which is talent acquisition consulting? Uh, well, that's actually what I just covered off. And, and if I can go back, I think what you asked about is strategic recruitment. So my apologies, I'll cover off strategic recruitment now because what I did just, but my mistake is cover off recruitment consulting. So uh, strategic recruitment, uh, that is the, the non-vanilla, the non-post-and-pray. This is where um, it's really maybe a niche skill set. Maybe it's a niche geographic area. Uh, maybe these people aren't, um, there's not a plethora of them on LinkedIn. And what we really get into there is strategic name generation, strategic talent mapping. So finding the 45 to 65% of the professionals that aren't on LinkedIn, or maybe they are, but their profiles are too difficult or um, not, not uh, populated enough to search by. So we'll go out into competitive and like-minded organizations on behalf of our clients, and we do it the old school way. We charm, we ruse, we cajole, and we find out who is sitting where within that organization and bring that uh, market intelligence back to our clients. And on the heels of that, sometimes we'll do a LinkedIn project, sometimes we'll do a good old fashioned headhunting campaign, uh, but not with staffing agency fees attached to it. Again, activity-based model, which is a, um, a more complicated way of saying hourly. Got it, beautiful, thank you. And uh, just finally, let's wrap up. Can you give a little bit of lip service to uh, how you help in terms of HR consulting and the career transition services that you offer? Sure, uh, for HR consulting, generally we're dealing with small clients that um, have HR needs and requirements or HR issues, but not even close to enough issues to um, necessitate a full-time senior HR leader, which can be very expensive. So another affectionate way to say it is HR on call. 
So we have a senior HR consultant available to clients that need it, again, on an as-needed, when-needed basis, policies, handbooks, procedures, terminations, um, and, and many, many other aspects that uh, HR practitioners uh, take care of day in, day out. And in terms of um, uh, career transition, uh, which is also known as outplacement, um, this came out of absolute client demand. Uh, I'm not a fan of outplacement. I think it's ridiculously expensive. I don't think it works. And uh, But out of demand, our clients asked for it, and we put a different spin on it. So we don't have career coaches. We don't even have HR consultants um, delivering our career transition. We have ex very senior corporate recruiters because who better to assist with your transition than the exact type of person that you're going to meet on the other end of the phone or the other end of the interview table uh, when you make it to that stage after you've exited your last organization. It's a very pragmatic, very affordable, and incredibly effective um, uh, brief program. Okay, thank you. We are going to switch focus entirely now and talk about one of my uh, one of my interests, one of my passions, and yours too, and that's uh, hosting and producing podcasts and doing cool interviews like this. So you are a host of a show called The Accidental Occupation. Can you, uh, can you tell our listeners a little bit about that and uh, give give us an oversight of the type of guests that you have, what the format is, and why you do it? Absolutely. Well. <laughs> All modesty aside, it came from uh, it came from a selfish place. Um, being in talent acquisition for 20 plus years now, um, I've got some stories. I've met some interesting people. We've heard some some crazy things that have occurred in our industry, and so I had this collection of stories all wrapped up in my little mind. And I I always thought it'd be wonderful if someone like you, Bill, came along and interviewed me. Uh, but until today, that hasn't happened. So I thought to myself, there's no way I can be the only person that has all these nuggets of gold and stories wrapped up in my mind. So I started asking um, colleagues, clients, practitioners I knew in the industry, if they would sit down with me uh, at our podcast called The Accidental Occupation. And that's where it starts. No one planned to get into recruitment. Everybody has circumstances in their life, uh, and they're generally pretty interesting, that, that drove them to the talent world. And we tap into that. Uh, it's not an educational podcast. It's not learning. It's entertainment. Everybody gets asked the exact same questions. They're really simple questions, but the answers are where it gets into, uh, interesting. From something as simple as, how did you get into recruitment? What do you love about it? What do you hate about it? Tell me about the first requisition you took in, your most interesting candidate story, your most interesting client story outside or in-house you know, the greatest um, urban myth you've heard about in our in our industry. And it goes on from there. And um, people are pretty nervous when they come in, but within three questions, uh, they're generally leaning forward in their chairs and they can't wait to ask the next question. Uh, and to answer your last part of that question, who are our guests? Um, they are 100% uh, recruitment professionals. They come from agency. They come from from um, from corporate. Um, and a lot of them are, are pretty prominent, well-known folks from the industry. Okay, thank you. Uh, not that you would want to offer any favoritism, of course, but uh, mm -hmm. any, any any notable interviews that you've done recently that you want to give a, a shout out to the guests? Uh, we've had some uh, Ryan Atkinson, um, uh, who is a, um, a famous uh, agency owner in the GTA. 
I think he has the number one rated uh, episode of all time. Uh, we've got Valerie Kahn in there, who was a, who's been a, a talent acquisition expert um, and executive, rather, in some of the most prominent organizations in our country. Uh, Dana Coffey, man, the list goes on and on. Ryan Ayers at Tribal Scale, um, Trevor Rudd from Slalom Consulting. I think there's about 30 of them in there, and, and none of them disappoint. Now, you and I have come to this uh, interview today uh, on the back of the recent Disrupt HR Toronto uh, event. I think it was number six that they've done now. And, and once again, it was uh, sold out, lots of awesome speakers and whatnot. And uh, you guys are one of the sponsors there. Can you, can you tell me a little bit about why you decided to support Disrupt HR? Yeah, I'm, I can't remember exactly, but I'm pretty sure, I don't know if I was at the first Disrupt HR, but it might have been the second or the third. Um, clearly, when you look at the format of that that event, it's like nothing else that's out there. So these rapid fire, five minute keynotes, something like maximum 17 slides. So you get a lot of information in a very brief, compressed time. Um, not exclusively, because there's you know there's a couple of old farts on the on the panel um, like myself. But for the most part, when you're talking about disruption in HR, it tends to yield a bit of a, of a younger demographic. And I just said it, I mean, for all intents and purposes, you could call me, uh, refer to me as an old fart in our industry. And any way that I can um, try and bridge that gap, try and bring old school and get exposed uh, to new school, uh, I'll take advantage of that opportunity every time because High Road isn't going anywhere. And I'm not always going to be able to uh, recruit uh, team members with 19.8 years of experience. So at some point, uh, we're going to bring some uh, some younger, hungry folks on board. And uh, I want them to know who we are, where we are, what we do, uh, when the time comes. Awesome. And just finally for today, Jesse, how can our listeners connect with you? And also, how can they learn more about High Road Human Capital? Sure. Uh, either through the accidental occupation, which is more than just a um, podcast, it's a talent form. So you can find us on Instagram at the uh, accidental occupation. Uh, you can find us on LinkedIn at High Road Human Capital. Um, we put out quite a bit of original content, and you can follow me on LinkedIn uh, directly, Jesse Ryan, J E S S E R Y A N. And if you want to know more about the organization and what we do, uh, you can find us at highroadhr.ca. Perfect. Well, that just leads me to say for today, Jesse Ryan, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. It was my absolute pleasure, Bill. Uh, thank you very much for having me. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.